All right, so we're back. Marco, how are you today? Good. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Happy Wednesday. It's been a few weeks since we recorded the Tonecast, so we are now at episode 44. I'm looking at my notes to make sure I said the right number because it's been a weird few weeks. But a lot of cool stuff has happened. We've got uh, some new things coming down the pipe. We are going to be doing a little mini TV show. I can't remember if we talked about that a couple episodes ago, but we actually filmed all the first episode, so we're going to put the uh, link for the TV show in the show notes. And so I, I think this show, we talked about pickup development. We talked about what else did we cover in the show? Um, I remember you were uh, getting a guitar, getting ready to finish. Oh, up. yeah, the one yeah. We're so we're talking about, right yes, <laughs> we're looking at this guitar over here, Yukon's guarding it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were talking about uh, what kind of goes into the setup and the, the uh, pre-fret leveling process yeah. of the guitars. And so we did a customer survey. We had people... Uh, fill out like, hey, what would you like to know? And a lot of it is like, meet the team or see the process. And so we also kind of made a short video that we will link in the show as well about, uh, you know, here's the team, here's the people behind Porter Guitars and Porter Pickups. It's get to know us a little bit. It's not really a a full in-depth thing. It's 40 seconds long or something like that, but (laughs) it uh, shows our faces, the people behind what we do here at the show. Just a little teaser so you can want to know more and You'll stay in the exactly. Loop. So you've been busy, kind of doing some pickup installs this week, right? You yeah. Got, uh, you came in this morning and you're uh, doing some surgery on a pretty cool guitar. Uh, yeah, really cool guitar. I'm, I'm excited for the guy to come pick it up and just kind of hear what he has to say. Yeah. So what what uh, pickups did you do in that guitar? So in the neck, we put our traditional A90 neck pickup, just the stock uh, specs. As as you know, if you order one, I would wind it the same way and everything like that. But in the bridge, we put a Hybrid Plus Tele, the, one of the prototypes, um, to see if, if we like it. And it's kind of the first iteration of this model. That's right. So. Yeah, so you heard that pickup for the first time this morning, right? Yeah, I was very pleased with you that. You like it? it okay, good. <laughs> we're working on pickup development. You know, it's always like, let's throw this in there. And we're actually throwing it in for a customer who is, uh, is actually a neighboring business. So it's kind of uh, cool that it worked out. I'll have to... Make sure I plug it in before, uh, before maybe when we're away. done with the show. Yeah, let's go plug it it's in. Like we're quick. sending out a prototype before I've ever even heard it, which is kind of weird. But yeah, but uh, <laughs> not, okay. not to worry. Because... I trust you. I trust <laughs> you. I trust your winding ability and and pickup design and all that stuff. Of course. Yeah, and and we do have a that that pickup set, another whole set with the neck as well, hybrid plus tele neck. I'm gonna pop that in a the Squire that we have out there, cool. and so we should see some sound clips and some videos of that. So yeah, stay I'm tuned. hoping I'm hoping we'll have uh, that within this show's publication maybe a week yeah. or so. I know that we've been kind of pushing this this set off a little bit, but we've been busy with some other stuff we've got going. Mm-hmm. One thing I did want to mention too is uh, if you're signing up for our newsletter, we're actually kind of incentivizing the newsletter a little bit. If you're on the newsletter, you're going to be automatically entered into monthly giveaways that we're doing for pickup sets, t-shirts, hats. All that kind of stuff, and then we are also going to just uh, if you sign up, you're all, you're going to be aware of a lot of specials and other things, and in addition to the giveaways. So that's something that's cool. If you're if you're not signed up for our newsletter, head to the website, and there should be either a pop up or there should be something down at the bottom of the homepage. Mm-hmm. Sign up for that newsletter because that's how we're going to let people know about. We talked about the TV show earlier. People are going to know about the TV show from the newsletter each time a new episode. Launches. We we're going to try to do one every two weeks, which is about when the newsletters come out. So our goal is not to spam you with a bunch of 
useless stuff. Hopefully there'll be some good tips and tricks and more features in the shop covering different topics and a whole bunch of new stuff yeah. uh, every <laughs> couple of weeks. So it's going to be up to us to continue bringing the content, I guess, but we're always trying to get it get it going so yeah that's the better and yeah exactly ourselves. exactly so we do appreciate you guys listening um we didn't talk about it at the beginning of the show but if you're listening to this uh make sure to subscribe if you're on itunes make sure you're listening to the podcast there or, or podbean uh yeah, they can find us at the tone community page on facebook we actually if you search porter tone community you can find our facebook right page and yeah. we're there hanging out and posting stuff um all the time so you can come and see what's new in the shop. Sometimes we leak new information on there as well. Yeah. So but really, we're going to get into the, we haven't even mentioned the main topic of the show today. But uh, So I had a conversation with uh, a new acquaintance, uh, Rich Summers, and uh, we sat down and talked about kind of this new thing that we're a part of called RV Country Roads. So it's quite different. It's quite unique. Um, you and I sat down with Rich uh, probably a month or two months yeah, ago. and the first conversation. He yeah. kind of brought his vision and shared what he's trying to do with this project. And as of uh, the last couple of weeks, the project has actually started and it's kind of just getting off the ground. So we're going to talk to Rich about that. And so let's go right to that conversation. All right, so we are here with Rich Summers. Rich, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm great. Uh, excited to have you here in studio. We call it studio, but it's like it sounds really fancy. But it's um, it's also the office and the, the video room and the lunch room and all that stuff. But that's okay. I, I totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all it's all of that. I think it's even the first aid station. I've got some bandages over there, and you know, so if you cut your finger, you got to walk through the office and interrupt the podcast and and uh, you know, bandage up your finger and get back to work. I love it. So that's, right. how, that's how it goes. So uh, welcome uh, to you. the shop. Uh, we we actually just met uh, probably a couple of months ago. Has it been all? that long now? Oh, probably. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I'd like to just start with kind of. Who you are, brief history. Uh, for those who are listening, uh, probably have no idea who you are. Uh, so g- give us kind of a, you know, this this is rich in five minutes or less. Mm, this is rich in five minutes or less. Wow. <laughs> How's that for a hard-hitting question uh, right away? <laughs> <laughs> now I know how the people I interview feel. Um, well, I've, I've lived in Boise since 98, but uh, it wasn't my first time. I came back from Phoenix uh, after radio took me to Phoenix. And, um, you know, and I went to Boise State... Uh, long before the field was ever blue, so that'll tell you how long wow. I, you know, okay. I've been around. For, I've been around. In fact, the first year I went to Boise State uh, was the first year that they were a full-on university. Wow. It, it was Boise State College up to the point when I started so they in were, that fall. It switched to wow. Boise State University. So awesome. that tells you how long ago that was. <laughs> and tuition. This will this will get a lot of people that are paying tuition now. Tuition was $181 a semester. Oh, a semester. <laughs> wow. How did you ever come up with that much money to pay for it? But it was a lot back then, you know. You're a starving college kid in 74. The $181 is like, you know, what it is now. So. That's true. I mean, uh, but I've been around for a while. Been in Boise for a long time, since 98. So so you started, uh, you mentioned radio. I mean, that's kind of the, the roundabout connection of how we met is uh, you had a career in radio. And so talk about... Uh, kind of what you did as your career in radio. Well, I was a program director for a long time. Um, you know, ultimately, uh, it used to be if you were a program director in radio, you were pretty much responsible for what was coming out of the speakers. You know, you, you, you trained announcers, you picked the music that was right for your market, you came up with 
with promotions and worked with the sales team and clients and things like that. But unfortunately for me, um, when deregulation came along and all these big corporate giants, these you know these big conglomerates bought all of the a lot of the radio stations, several right here in Boise actually. Uh, things changed because they had people in in places of power uh, that were responsible to investors, and, and the business changed. The business model for radio changed on a local level, and I just got to the point where I didn't really fit in that culture anymore, Brian. And so, yeah. you know, I, I made a, a, a decision to try and figure out what I was going to do to make me happy, um, and then ultimately parted ways with the company that I was working for most recently in the Boise area. So. Yeah, so so obviously, you know, radio itself is... So when did you first start in radio? <laughs> I was 17 years old, and it was on KBRV AM 790 in Soda Springs, Idaho, my hometown. Wow. It was a daytime AM station. Okay, okay. Block program, so, you know, and that means that, like, you you would have an hour or two of... You know, the Conoco Big Band Hour, and then you'd be followed by the, you know, Joe's Farm and Feed Supply, you know, Country <laughs> Hour, and then sure. it'd be, you know, whatever, the Hawaiian Hour. If somebody had enough money to sponsor an hour of Hawaiian music, and that's what they wanted. That's okay. what the, the radio station did. Very cool. So that's where I started, 17 yeah. years, 17 years old. Okay. Senior in high school. Awesome. So so you've seen radio and just music in general change so much in that amount of time. I, I remember, you know, in high school, this would be, you know, we would listen to cassettes mm-hmm. and then it was like, wow, CDs are coming out and like, it's a big deal. And then it's all of a sudden now we're just, everything's digital and now radio. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine in your industry just seeing like, you know, when you left, which was within the last year, correct? October. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so talk about that dramatic change. I mean, what, so there's just there's a million topics to unpack, but but what were some of the biggest <laughs> what were some of the biggest changes in, in radio from you know, you mentioned kind of you hinted at like kind of corporate stuff taking over and and obviously in, in our industry there's a lot of conversations right now about uh, artists and how much they get paid for plays and mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So any anything that you kind of noticed from that? Uh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said uh, earlier, it, you know, it used to be that a, that a program director. Uh, responsible for the sound that was coming out of the speakers of, of the radio that you might be listening to, right? And and it was that program director's responsibility to direct the programming. I mean, that's hence the title. That kind of got changed, um, especially with the, as the, the deregulation came in and big, big companies bought all of the radio stations. They had people, like I said, people in high power positions that... Um, felt so responsible for what the investors were putting into those companies that they took over basically and and pulled all that local feel or a lot of that local feel and local autonomy away from people that have been in the markets for a long time. So, you know, I, I can tell you right now that there are radio stations in Boise that get a list from corporate offices of what songs to play every week. And if they don't do that, whoever's in charge at the station um, essentially doesn't work there anymore. Yeah. So, so it's all, <laughs> it's all kind of controlled and it, I'm guessing it goes back to how popular maybe a certain music is, or maybe even there's some, 
some backdoor dealing going on. I don't know. Like, well, I... <laughs> without getting yourself in trouble. <laughs> no, I, yeah, there's nothing they can do to me. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of deals made between uh, programming VPs uh, at these big companies and record companies that um, you know, help get an artist elevated um, over another artist, per se, that maybe doesn't have that, that luxury isn't the word, that, the, uh, boy, what is the word I'm thinking of? Doesn't have that opportunity, I guess. Sure. You know, for okay. that you know, there's nobody there paying the bills for them except themselves, and so these independent artists have a much tougher time getting exposure on national radio because they're not able to uh, in there and make an impact with a program director. It used to be, I mean, if you watch the the uh, the movie with Sissy Spacek where she portrayed Loretta Lynn, coal miner's daughter, she, you know, when she cut her first album, her first record, she and her husband literally drove all over Tennessee and Kentucky and all those areas with a big stack of 45 records, you know, the old 45s, mm-hmm. and handed them out to the program directors and sat in the office and listened to them. You know, and those, those days are way long gone. Record companies will still bring artists around once in a while to meet the program directors of local radio stations. But even that's starting to taper off because the decisions aren't made on, by the local program directors in a lot of cases any sure. longer. So that kind of used to be, as, a, as an independent artist, that used to be your foot in the door. Absolutely, yeah. And if I could just get on to this, meet this guy or be friends with this station guy, and, and then maybe I can get my record heard. And that was how people listened to music as well. So yep. if it did get heard that way, then it was obviously a good thing. Well, and I, you know, one of the things that I always say is like, there's a reason that the Eagles broke out of the Los Angeles area and Leonard Skinner broke out of the Atlanta area was because a program director in Atlanta was able to put that record on the air at some point, you know, without having to worry about approval from a corporate VP. Mm -hmm. Same thing in Los Angeles. Somebody started playing the Eagles, you know, and the rest is history. So that's the way it used to happen. Not so much anymore. Sure. And I, and I think too, just like even going forward now, it's like, you know, you're used to make your monies on on radio plays, and then it's like now we've got Spotify and Amazon Music and iTunes, and and it, I have artist friends who are certainly uh, disappointed with the the rates that they get for plays and and things like that. And I know it's just it seems like there's more opportunities than ever for your music to be heard, and you can start a band and you can have a download available and you can have all these things, but it's still the same challenge and it still feels like who you know. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, a little bit. I I think there's some great opportunities for new and independent artists to make inroads um, that weren't there a few years ago because if you didn't have a label deal, then it, it was really tough. Sure. Now uh, it is easier. I mean, Aaron Watson, country artist, independent country artist, started his own label and, and he is, he's doing fine without a major label. In fact, there was a... A guy, a, a corporate radio guy, a few years back, that said, "If you're not on mainstream mainstream radio, you know you, you don't make it in the country music world." And at that particular time, Aaron Watson, in his album "The Underdog," was the top selling country album in America on the Billboard charts, yeah. and he did not have a label deal, and he wasn't on mainstream <laughs> radio. But that cult following, that that tribal mentality, the core audience that loved yep. Aaron Watson was was buying that thing in in droves, you know? And he comes to Boise and sells out. Yeah, so. and, and probably keeps uh, a little bit more of the, 
each of the percentages of everything Absolutely. since he doesn't have a deal with, with yeah. someone else. He's his own publishing company. He's his own record label, you know, so yeah. um, and that business model is working for not only Aaron Watson, but, but several other people that, like, are, that are doing the same thing. Yeah. So, so some people have kind of taken the limitations and sort of adapted to, to that or taken the technology and actually kind of... Uh, like it to the man yeah. in, in, a, in a way, right? You've got to figure out those algorithms. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently so. I'm still working on that. So am I. It's <laughs> no, a mess. Well, let's, let's talk about kind of the reason that um, we sort of met uh, kind of through a mutual friend who also worked in radio. Um, and we, we had a conversation here in the office uh, a ways back, but uh, started out with this concept that you have. Uh, we're actually featuring it a little bit on this episode, just talking about kind of what it is and and it's all very new, so it feels weird to be talking about it. Like, obviously, you know, you're not an expert in the in what you're doing yet, but I think it's really exciting, and we're, we'll talk about kind of how we're a part of it in a minute. But mm-hmm. uh, what is RV Country Roads? RV Country Roads, Brian, is, uh, is a dream, um, started as a dream anyway, uh, with that my wife and I had. When I talked about leaving radio, um, we have some friends, a guy that used to, my friend it used to be in radio, and uh, and he's out of it now, but he and his wife bought a nice fifth wheel trailer and a, and a truck, right? And they tow their fifth wheel all over, and they full-time RV. And I've never seen two happier people in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, so when, when I started talking about leaving radio... Uh, my wife and I actually talked about downsizing and doing the same thing, whether it was a, you know, a, a, like a, a, a Class A motorhome or a fifth-wheel trailer. We talked about doing the same thing. Um, we came up with an idea. You know, when, you, when we st- started in the planning process of that, you know, it, it became evident very quickly that, yeah, life on the road sounds like a lot of fun, but guess what? You, you still have to pay for fuel. Yeah. you got to <laughs> buy groceries, Right. You gotta, you gotta live. You gotta have entertainment. Dollars. You're still gonna have medical insurance and things like that. You gotta buy. So we start have your satellite TV on the RV, of oh, course, I mean, right? That goes without saying. Yeah, <laughs> it's really rough, really rough out there. Glamping. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know what? What it um, the reality set in, and we're going. We got to make a living too. We got to be able to to do this on the road. So we came up with the idea of like using my relationships that I've developed in Nashville with country artists and record labels and management team over the years, um, there's some way maybe capitalize on that and, and, you know, and use that as a, as a way to generate some revenue. So RB Country Roads is where we, we uh, tied in with a, a dealership, Bish's RV in Boise, and they are supplying us. They love the idea, and they are supplying us with a, you know, a, a beautiful... RV, you know, whether it's a really nice fifth wheel or a, or a diesel, you know, pusher class A motorhome, luxury RV, and they set it up for us. And when artists come to town, like most recently Chase Rice, Brothers Osborne, Aaron Watson, they're coming on the RV with us and they're, they're talking about life. And we're not talking about interviews with the artists saying like, you know, well, where's your tour going to take you next? You yeah, know, and right, that kind of right. stuff. So that stuff's all on their website, right? So we're digging deeper with them. We're getting into life experiences. And, uh, and Aaron Watson, uh, most recently, man, he really opened up. He, he and his wife lost a, a baby girl shortly after she was born. And Aaron opened up about that, mm-hmm. you know, with this interview. And it's, it's pretty, I mean, it tugs the heartstrings, man. Sure. So 
Uh, and so that's what RV Country Roads is, and our, our theme is like it's kind of double, you know, kind of a double entendre. If you can't get to the country, we'll bring the country there to you. you so it goes, you know, if you can't get to the country, you know, in your RV or wherever, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. But if you can't get to the country concerts, we'll bring the country to you on the RV. So yeah, that's cool. That's so, what we're doing. So it's a YouTube show, basically. You've got uh, interviews, and it's going to be on YouTube, and you're going to have a website and yep. all the social media and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go ahead and share uh, the website and any social media links that you have? Yeah, yeah, uh, it's on the website. Will be launched. We, you know, we wanted to have some good content on it before we actually opened the website and launched it because didn't want any people shopping in an empty store, right? So RVCountryRoads.com is the website for RV Country Roads. Uh, we have a YouTube channel that'll be tied to that, and the videos will be hosted on YouTube, obviously, and then the website for view, and then. As part of our project, um, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with independent artists and a way to, to get music exposed, we also launched in conjunction with RV Country Roads an online country radio station called rebelcountryradio.com. Cool. And we're playing real country for real country fans. We're not playing the pop-leaning country. You know, you're not going to hear, God love them, you know, the guys like Dan and Shay and... Keith Urban and, and people like that, extremely talented people, but their music isn't really real country. And most people that are true country fans will tell you that. Sure. So what we're playing on Rebel Country Radio are the Aaron Watsons, the Cody Johnsons, Cody Jinks, the Steel Woods, the Dead South, um, uh, Josh Ward, Wade Bowen, you know, Randy Rogers Band, all those kind of bands that, that do really well here in the area when they come to town but don't get any local play on commercial radio stations, mostly because some guy in an office somewhere doesn't really know who they are. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it's kind of a a cool way for uh, people to discover some more independent country music through Mm -hmm. places like that, which is cool because I know that in other genres, there's like blues stations that are very, very similar rock stations that, and these bands can kind of get discovered beyond their own reach, whatever they can do themselves, which is kind of neat. Well, and the cool thing about it is, is when, you know, when we find a new song that we think really fits Rebel Country Radio and we put it on the station, um, we start hearing from those guys. You know, they tweet at us, they, they shoot an email. You know, it's just, it's awesome. Just, you know, it's so, and those, and those kind of relationships get forged early on and they don't forget them. You know, they don't forget that you were there at the beginning. I would love nothing more for some of the guys that were playing on Rebel Country Radio to become huge successes on commercial radio, you know. But, but if that happens, it happens. If not, then you know at least we gave them the shot, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, and getting being able to just yeah, like you said, develop those relationships and and I know that you've mentioned a couple of times like people that you've known in the industry for a long time, you can still have dinner with them or hit them up even if they're a big deal now. Yeah, it and it's and that's awesome because. You know, by and large, the country artists are really down-to-earth, um, good human beings. The men and the women, you know, they just, they're, they're loyal, um, they're God-fearing, they, you know, God, family, God, and country, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's really what they're all about. Yeah, for sure. That, and that's cool. I think, I think it's, I remember the initial, like, you coming in and talking about the vision for the, the project, and and I think a few things resonated with me, which we'll talk about kind of the business dynamics coming up too, because I'm always curious about that. I'm always curious about when you get put into situations as a, 
as a guy trying to provide and and what am I going to do now? And, and then that kind of thing. I could I could hear it in your voice, and I'm like, yeah, that's me right now. You know, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm going through in, in every single day, trying to provide and trying to run a shop and and all that stuff. So I think I think we kind of connected in that way too, because um, anytime you jump out and do something on your own, you're not relying on someone else to to do a paycheck. It's pretty scary. scary. It it's is. pretty yeah. terrifying, but it's also it can be very rewarding. Um, it's no doubt it just kicks your butt every single day. You know, though, the thing of it is, is I would rather I would rather do what we're doing and go down swinging than sit in a corner and feel sorry for myself. And, um, and, and, and I think when people do that, they become angry. You know, they, yeah. they get bitter, um, they get depressed. Just it's not healthy. Uh, you got to you got to stay after yourself. You got to keep chasing it. Yeah, for sure. And for sure. Um, and it, you know, for what we're doing at my age, I, I'm not a young guy, right? Um, so what we're doing, my wife and I are doing, it's it's scary. <laughs> uh, and I, my retirements could be on the line, right? And right. Um, but you know what? If I don't take that chance. I will go to my grave going, I wonder what if. Yep, exactly. And I just can't do that. Exactly. It's not who I am. Yeah, so. and when you're wired to do something, you're going to you're gonna usually find the, the courage to continue, even even when it's just brutal. Our over here in the shop, and I've tried and failed to make guitars four times, four or five. I mean, I've lost track of the official amount of times I've tried, but now we're making really good stuff, and... and uh, I wish I didn't have to fail, you know, five times and spend th- tens of thousands of dollars. But at the same time, I'm like, I consider it a success, even if I don't sell another one. If you learn something from every time you fail at something, then it's never really a failure. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And someone, someone said, did you go to business school? I'm like, I'm in business school right? <laughs> every day right now. <laughs> so I don't yep. have a piece of paper that says I was taught everything before I started. I'm actually just doing it. Yep. Uh, and, and, even when you do have a piece of paper that says you were taught everything, you really weren't. No, there's you know no. There's, there's no there's no planning exactly what's <laughs> good, what the future holds for anybody. Exactly, exactly. So let, we'll talk a little bit more about that business dynamics. I just wanted to mention really quick our involvement kind of in the whole circle of the RV country roads, and I know that uh, you know what it is right now will probably look a lot different for you guys in in six months or a year, probably. Well, we hope so. Yeah, exactly, time. exactly. So you're. You're officially three interviews in, and hopefully by the time this is published, you'll at least have a few things uh, up on the site. Kind of that I know that Chase Rice was last week, and mm-hmm. and uh, you mentioned the other, the other bands as well. So it's it's exciting to kind of have it off the ground. And I know that uh, it was this big idea, and then all of a sudden these shows were coming up, and you guys kind of had to oh, strap had to it up. Scramble. And you had to strap it up and go for it. But you know, my wife, uh, you met my wife Amber, who mm-hmm. does the the you know the videography and and filming and. She's, she's just working her tail off, man. She's, she's, she built her own computer. I don't know if we told you that part. No. <laughs> she did all the research and, uh, and ordered the parts and put together a computer, supercomputer to edit 4K video. She did it herself. Wow. And she is amazing that way. You know, I, I mean, I let her go because I knew this was her baby. That was her project. And I only helped one asked, and she built that computer by herself. Really proud of her, and That's she's cool. doing a great job producing the videos. Awesome! So having you know, obviously having someone else behind you to help you out is uh, 
pretty crucial. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Needless to say. Couldn't do it without it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So so kind of the way that uh, we're involved is is we're sort of uh, sponsoring, kind of co-sponsoring this event with Bish's RV. We're going to be making an, a guitar with their logo on it for their showroom so people can see that and then get introduced to the show kind of as they're shopping for a really expensive RV. Fingers crossed. Exactly. Go, comes back for both of us. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, and they're going to buy a, you know, I think the joke is that they're going to buy a huge RV. They can probably afford one of our guitars, hopefully, um, which would seem like, you know, pocket change compared to the RV prices <laughs> out there right now. But, but uh, it's exciting because this has been completely different for us. We've been asked to do a lot of things in terms of, hey, would you do something for this project or this project? And, and this one really started to make sense in, in all different ways um, in, in terms of you know, the, the co-sponsorship, you know, obviously getting exposure with a guitar in the showroom of that place, but then also getting the guitars on the bus and having the artists actually play the guitars, you know, artists that would be otherwise really hard to approach mm-hmm. or otherwise hard to even get a guitar in front of, honestly. Um, they're busy, they're on the road, and, and you know, we're, we're a small shop. We can't afford to just send guitars out, uh, but this is a way that they're getting in people's hands and playing them and we're getting real world world feedback from the artists and um, it's been encouraging the artists that you know played it last week are like oh man this is really cool I really like this and so we're excited about that we're excited to be a part of the project that kind of why we wanted to have you on um, and it just worked out for you know the fact that you're kind of fresh off the boat if you will <laughs> you're, you've, you've been in it a couple of weeks and you probably learned a bunch of stuff already yep um, we did uh-huh. yeah but Which it's been is, fun. Yeah, it's exciting. And, and again, we'll have all the links in the show notes. So if you're curious about uh, some of those interviews, if you're curious about um, uh, the, the whole project. And I know that that uh, you had talked about maybe getting in, because you're in with a couple of the venues here as well in town. And so mm-hmm. the I think the long-term goal is, is obviously other types of music and all sorts of different artists mm-hmm. that would be coming through, um, getting getting in touch with them and, and interviewing yeah. and you know, right now we're just we're with, we're running with what we know, and that's for me. That's that's country. That's where most of my relationships right. are. So, um, but hopefully, you know, hopefully we will be able to expand at some point. I hope that this thing grows to the point where where artists from other genres are are reaching out, going like, "Hey, man, we want to we want to be on the RV. We want to do that. You know, that RV thing." Yeah. Um, but you know, you guys coming on board was a big deal for us too, Brian, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, we're really happy to be a part of it. Like I said, it's. Uh, it was it was kind of weird, um, to be honest. You know, just uh, like okay, this is what you're gonna do. It's and, different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you're the one that had to go to the RV thing and be like, so can I borrow a hundred thousand dollar RV for this idea? I have? Um, how about a four hundred thousand <laughs> okay, dollar RV? There you go, four hundred thousand. <laughs> so so there you go. I didn't feel as inti- as intimidated as probably you did. <laughs> so, I mean, how do you go in and ask to? Hey, can I borrow this? And and you mentioned like, can I? Park this downtown, parallel park this, uh, you know, 40-foot yeah, RV or whatever. <laughs> we had some logistics to work out. We yeah. Um, but but it, all, it all came together. That's awesome. And, uh, and again, you know, um, fear, it, 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 it's kind of scary. Like, oh, boy, what if they think this idea is stupid and they, and they throw us out of the, the, the dealership? Yeah. So what if they do? So what? They, yeah. they, they're not taking your house away. They're not can't have you arrested it's all they can do is say no yeah and nobody ever nobody ever i don't think anybody ever really had any catastrophic horrible thing happen to them by asking a question and then being told no yeah. you know it just yeah. yeah disappointing sure 
If you get told no, like Jocko says, good. More time to get better. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, awesome, Rich. I appreciate you coming on the show uh, today, and hopefully this was enjoyable for people. Again, you can check out the RVCountryRoads.com. We'll put, a, we'll put all the links in the show notes. You'll be seeing our guitars on these episodes as well. Um, I know that Chase Rice took one on stage, and you guys yep. got some cool footage of that kind of being, you know, I think the tech was kind of working on it in the back, and they... Like, Threw it to him on stage. It was kind of cool. So, like, I think that's fun for us to kind of, again, see our guitars because we, you know, we a lot of times are just here building stuff and we don't see where the products are going and how they're being used sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what it's about. It's about making music. It's about making, you know, cool tones and sounds with the products that we're creating. And so it's cool to see people just use them in a real-world situation. Well, Chase really liked that particular or, you know, that, that you had for us, one of the two on the, on oh, the right. RV. Mm-hmm. And he usually plays acoustic, but he said, yeah, I'll play this tonight, you know, because he, <laughs> nice. he wanted to get the feel for it. And uh, Aaron Watson usually plays acoustic. You know, Aaron didn't take it up on stage, but he did sit and play it on the RV when he came on, and he was impressed. So that's you got a good thing going here. Cool, and that's, a re- that's really exciting. I mean, it's fun for it's fun for us to, you know, obviously our... You know, your your thing is how do we make a living doing this TV show, and our thing is how do we make a living selling these guitar things. And probably both uh, most regular working uh, dudes would look at us and be like, "We're both crazy." Yeah. But uh, <laughs> like you said, you got to jump in and do it, and you gotta you gotta go for it. And you know, it takes good people. All parts of the the process takes good people, and mm-hmm. so um, hopefully this was interesting for those listening, and we appreciate you listening to our. Uh, our tone cast, this was a little bit of a different tone cast uh, topic, but something that we're really excited about that we're involved with. Um, and so check that stuff out, like we mentioned before. Um, you can find us on social media, uh, all the different uh, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Just look for Porter Pickups or Porter Guitars. We've got a bunch of different channels. And porterpickups.com, porterguitars.com as well. So, Rich, thanks so much again. and Thank uh, you. We will catch you guys next time. <laughs>